Yeah, the, the meetups were great last year. The thought behind it is we don't want to wait for an event like an Irish night to, to get our uh, members out to the ballpark. Uh, we want people to be able to meet other people that are in the area that are interested in what's going on. And so essentially, if you want to go to the ballpark and you're planning on going or, or you just want to go meet other members, just buy some tickets for you and your family or you and your friends. Go to the ballpark. But before you go, you know, when you get your tickets a few weeks in advance, let us know. And what we'll do is we'll just put it out on social media and, and we'll coordinate a time and a place for everybody to meet. Um, I think last year in Camden Yards and City Field, the meeting place was like the second inning or the fourth inning. And, and you know, we, we just come up with a designated place and, and a designated time and everybody goes and meets there. Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Irish Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Becker. You just heard from John Fitzgerald, founder of the Irish American Baseball Society, and he will be our guest today on the show. John will be talking about all the big things the Irish American Baseball Society accomplished last month for St. Patrick's Day. He's also going to be talking about what is coming up for the organization. We'll discuss the Irish Wolfhounds, the Irish American Baseball Hall of Fame, and ballpark meetups later this summer. Let's welcome John Fitzgerald back to the Irish Baseball Podcast Thanks for being here, John. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me. So we want to do a little bit of a recap because this year, the Irish American Baseball Society had so much going on for St. Patrick's Day, and I think we need to talk about it because this was so exciting. The first year with Steve Garvey serving in this ambassador role, and the society was just everywhere. Yeah, it was cool. It was different. I mean... Steve's been really interested and involved. I mean, he's been in the Irish American Baseball Hall of Fame since like, I think, 2008 or 2009. So this is something that that's kind of near and dear to his uh, his heart. And, and um, when we asked him if he wanted to come in for for the parade, he was all about it. And, and so we tried to wrap a bunch of media stuff around that so that, you know, people could find out more about us. And I think by the time he marched, a lot of people had seen him or, or heard that he was in town or, or heard something about it. So it was uh, it was great exposure for the organization. And, and uh, you know, I think everybody had a really great time. He was on a lot of big time shows and definitely pumping up the organization. And then he was part of our team that got to walk in the St. Patrick's Day parade in New York City. How exciting was it to pull off? getting our group in this parade it was a really just a great honor i mean the parade contacted us in i, I think it was january and they reached out to us actually because of this podcast uh i think that was one of the reasons uh, you know i had put you in touch with hillary byrne who's the chairman of the um the parade foundation hillary was on this podcast and and uh I kept in touch with him and and he reached out and said, Hey, you know, would your organization want to march in the parade? There was not any hesitation. The only hesitation was exactly what does it entail? And, and they, you know, they have minimums on how many people have to march. So you have to make sure everybody comes out. And, you know, it was a big honor. And, and I think that um, Steve certainly enjoyed it and, and enjoyed the, the entire, you know, week of, of, you know, like you said, doing radio and TV he went to uh, went to St. Patrick's Cathedral the morning of St. Patrick's Day, and uh, he went to the the Parade Foundation Gala Dinner, you know, just to talk about what we're doing in Ireland, uh, to talk about the Irish American Baseball Hall of Fame, and and just how the the whole 
history of baseball with the Irish impact intersects with what we're doing in Ireland and, and what we're doing over here to, to help, um, you know, promote baseball in the Irish American community. So it was great. It was great for us. I think it was great for Steve and, and certainly, uh, we hope the parade enjoyed it. And so far, uh, the reports I have back from them is that they were thrilled that, uh, that Steve was involved and that all our people came out to March. And I can speak from somebody who's down here in Florida. That's where I live. And I wasn't able to make it up to that, but just getting the chance to follow along with the marchers who were in the parade and see them just flashing live video of bagpipers going in front of St. Patrick's cathedral and seeing all of these things as they happened on social media. It was a really big moment for the Irish American Baseball Society because I think it gives us more of an opportunity to say, hey, make sure you're liking us on social media because we are always doing really, really exciting stuff and you don't want to miss that. I was stuck working all day on St. Patrick's Day, so just getting those little chances to take a couple minutes and watch some of the clips, see some of the pictures of the people in the Irish American baseball society experiencing this. I think it says like, you want to be following us. You want to be paying attention to what we're doing because we always have great stuff happening. Yeah. Right. And I'm sorry you had to work all day on uh, St. Patrick's day, but um, it was really a culmination of an entire, uh, I think an entire week going back to, um, the St. Patrick's parade in Baltimore, which uh, was the weekend before. And that was our first parade. So as an organization, we, we were founded right before the year before the pandemic. And we just, you know, have been growing steadily. And, and uh, we got the opportunity to march in Baltimore, got the opportunity to march in New York. So the Baltimore parade happened. Two days later, Steve landed in New York. And then that happened. And then while that was going on, we actually had two events where one of the pitchers from our Irish Wolfhounds team, Mitch Hiller, he spoke to an Irish organization. He actually did a meet and greet and signed autographs at Clover Stadium in Pomona, New York, so, to promote uh, the Wolfhounds uh, debut game in um, in June. So it was all these different things happening in, in a week's time. There was a lot, a lot of coordination. A lot of a lot of volunteers stepped up to to really help make this happen and coordinate everything. But I think to have Steve Garvey marching, you know, up Fifth Avenue on St. Patrick's Day. It was a perfect culmination to a, a really great week of things that, that happened in three locations. And in a future episode, we are going to talk a lot more about the Irish Wolfhounds. But I want to move on and sort of talk about what might be happening next year. And if somebody this year saw all of these exciting happenings around St. Patrick's Day and listen, for a lot of us, like I said, I have to work. For some people, they were just finding out about those things. But looking forward to next year, is there maybe a membership level in the Irish American Baseball Society where people are going to find out about these things earlier, maybe be able to make some plans for next year, and maybe have the opportunity to join us in some of these experiences? Uh, yeah, I mean, the... The dues paying members and we have different levels of dues paying members, but um, any dues paying member w would have an opportunity to march in a parade like New York, a parade like New York. You know, it's uh, you want a lot of people to march, but there's a lot of interest. So you have to make sure that 
you, you kind of, there's always this balancing act where we want everything to be open and, and accessible to everybody. And we do a great job at, with our free membership level. Um, but on the other hand, we do have dues paying members. And, and when there's something kind of exclusive or, or you know, uh, a hot ticket, I guess you'd say, like the New York, uh, New York City St. Patrick's Day Parade, uh, we open that up to the dues paying members first. And, and um, our, our lowest uh, membership level for dues paying members is the green level. And the green level is $20 a year. You know, if you're a member, you know, at any level, you're going to find out about this stuff, certain things that are, you know, going to be a, a, a tough ticket to get, um, that's going to be opened up to the dues members first. And that's, you know, I think the fairest way to do it. You know, the, the easiest way to, to join is just go to the website, irishbaseball.org. And if you want to keep an eye on what's going on, just check your emails and uh, keep an eye on social media and, and, you know, we'll let you know. And, and we do want to have more parades next year. I mean, the New York City Parade, obviously, Baltimore Parade, you know, we want to be in those again. But if, if you're a member at any level, free or, or dues paying, and you've got a local parade and you can get even eight to 10 people together to march behind our banner, um, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how big your group is, you know, we can grow uh, in your area. So we would love to march in more parades next year. And I think getting back to the New York parade and talking about members who pay dues, getting the first crack at being a part of that. I think if you would tell somebody for $20, you get to march in the St. Patrick's day parade, they would do that in a heartbeat. And then they get all of the other benefits of being a dues paying member of the Irish American baseball society. And I think we can even take a minute here to just talk about some of those other benefits. I know one that I saw recently on social media is to be able to get one of those Irish American baseball hall of fame pins. You have two opportunities to get one of those. One of them is to be elected into the Irish American baseball hall of fame. So good luck with that. Start practicing, take some grounders, or they are also available to certain dues-paying members. Yeah, that the, those pins are, are uh, only uh, well. Don't sell yourself short, Rick, because you don't have to <laughs> play. You you could, you know, the Irish Baseball Podcast might qualify you, might qualify me someday. Actually, I'm already in, so I could take one. But uh, I had forgotten about that. Yeah, the pins are really cool. I actually just got them in the mail a couple of days ago. I opened them up and and. Uh, it's the same company that does our um, regular membership pins and uh, they're quality pins, but I was kind of surprised even by, by how like large and, and really just cool looking they were, but to get a pin, like you said, you, you either have to be an inductee. Uh, obviously this year's inductees are uh, Jim Palmer, Jim Leland and the late John McSherry, or you could be a member at the gold level or a lifetime member. And, uh, and then you would get the pins and, um, we're uh, we're also looking at kind of shutting off our gold level memberships uh, until like right before voting. So uh, we're looking at that. And I, I think that's going to kind of make these pins an even more uh, attractive piece for people because it, we're going to have like a limited time. Like you, you can join at a Hall of Fame gold level membership right before the nomination and the voting process starts. So uh, we'll see where that goes. But the pins are just beautiful. And of course, our long national nightmare is over and baseball season has officially started. We are in the MLB season. It started with a fantastic 
World Baseball Classic. And I know we're going to talk more over the coming months about trying to get Ireland in the World Baseball Classic at some point. But we are now into baseball season. And one of the things you did last year with the organization, and we're trying to do it again this year, is get some meetups at major league games, even minor league games, trying to get groups together to go see games and meet up with other members of the Irish American Baseball Society. So why don't you talk about that a little bit as well, John? Yeah, the, the meetups were great last year. Um, the the thought behind it is um, we don't want to we don't want to wait for an event like an Irish night to to get our uh, members out to the ballpark. Uh, we want people to be able to meet other people that are in the area that are interested in in what's going on. Um, and and so essentially, if you want to go to the ballpark and you're planning on going, or, or you just want to go meet other members, just buy some tickets for you and your family or you and your friends go to the ballpark. But before you go, you know, when you get your tickets a few weeks in advance, let us know. And what we'll do is we'll just put it out on social media and and we'll coordinate a time and a place for everybody to meet. Um, I think last year in Camden Yards and city field, uh, the the meeting place was like the second inning or the fourth inning. And, and, you know, we we just come up with a designated place and, and a designated time and everybody goes and meets there. So we're not sitting together and it's only, you know, for an inning or, you know, however long it takes, uh, everybody gets together, takes a photo, maybe, you know, chats a little bit, uh, grabs a beer or a hot dog or whatever, hangs out. And then when you're ready, you just head back to your seat. Um, so there's no pressure. There's nothing, you know, if you just want to come in for the photo or say hi to some people, um, you know, meet some people, head back to your seat. That's cool. If you want to talk a little bit longer, that's cool too. Um, so there's no pressure. Nobody has to like, you know, buy tickets in a certain area or anything like that. You're not, um, you're not sitting with, with a whole group of people in bad seats, which is kind of a hallmark of some Irish nights that, that I've, uh, <laughs> seen, uh, you know, but it's like, you can pick your own seats. You go with your family, go with people, you know, and, and, and it all starts with, with our members. So if you, if you want to go to the ballpark, just let us know what day you're going, uh, make sure you go with some people that you know and uh, that you want to watch a ball game with, and we'll coordinate the rest. And we put through social media, and um, you know, people get word of it. And you know, you might get 15, 20 people to come out, and you all meet at one designated spot, and and that's it. You just hang out for a little bit and go back to your seat. And we'd like to do that all over the country this year, as many times as people want. I know some of our members are diehards for certain teams, always at the ballpark we should have multiple meetups because people should know who you are. And, um, and that goes for minor league ballparks as well. So anybody that's, uh, that's interested, just reach out. You can reach out on the Facebook group. Um, you could email me directly, let me know when you're going and, and we'll hook something up. Yeah. I know down here in Florida, I'm already looking at some schedules and trying to figure out a few days that we might be able to do them because not only do we have two major league teams down here, we just have a ton of minor league teams and some interesting ballparks to see minor league baseball. There's the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp that play right in the shadows of the Jaguars stadium. And you have the Tampa Tarpons with their female manager who made a ton of news last year and play in the Yankees spring training facility. And they do things like $2 Tuesdays. And you just don't get to experience that kind of value and get that close to the action 
when you go to some of these major league games all the time, I do think that getting out and seeing minor league baseball every once in a while really does renew your love for the game. Uh, it was Jim Christopher said that, right? Um, you know, that that's kind of his, his thing. And, and I think, I think he's right. I think that's why he's got uh, such a following with um, uh, let's get to. So um, yeah, I agree. I think going out to the minor league ballparks, we haven't done a, a meetup at a minor league ballpark, but there's been a lot of talk about it. So uh, we just need, you know, some members to just let us know when you're going. And, and you know, it, even with a minor league team, we could even potentially call the team and let them know that that's what we're doing. You know, if we're going to descend in a minor league stadium, we might, may as well let them know and, and maybe we can get some recognition on the scoreboard. John Fitzgerald, founder of the Irish American Baseball Society. It is always great to have you on the show and keep everybody up to date with everything that's going on because we really are doing a lot with this organization. Thanks, Rick. I, I try. <laughs> so so keep uh, keep checking social media and the emails, and uh, you know we will uh, we'll do our best to get that um, get that word out. And, and as soon as uh, as soon as we have info, we'll pass it along. We'll return on April twenty fourth with episode fifty nine of the Irish Baseball Podcast. I'll be having a conversation with basketball coach fiddler and writer russ bradbird in our talk he describes teaching new writers by using the example of michael jordan's baseball career i I use that the michael jordan example all the time to people who want to be writers is here's the guy there's maybe the greatest athlete in the history of the world or one of the greatest athletes in the history of the world i happen to think he was the greatest athlete ever but and he couldn't get out of minor league baseball. The hardest thing to do in sports is to hit a round ball with a round bat. And and Jordan Jordan was, you know, he was admirably pretty good as you know even to get to the minor leagues you got to be damn good. But but it would it would take a just as it would in writing or fiddling, it's it's going to take quite a commitment, you know, at least a decade to get, you know, to get good at something and Jordan just didn't have a decade to, to, uh, to do it. So yeah, I use that example all the time, especially when I have friends come to me and say, oh, not just my students, but I want to write a book. I think I'll write a book. And no matter how successful or smart you are, there's still, it's still a craft. Here from Russ Bradbird in two weeks, this has been episode 58 of the Irish Baseball Podcast.